This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Stu. Glenn. How many times have you put your your uh, home in danger of being stolen? How many times? Um, how many times? 11 teen. You've 11 teen? Yeah. Have you... You know about the invisible gap, then? I do. I know about it. Yeah. Um, that's only because I've been a victim of it eleven you've, times. You've been a victim of that invisible gap. Yes. Of home protection. Basically, I have homes all over the country that I that are still mine, but have been stolen. So I just keep moving to new ones. Wow. I don't, I don't, there's no way to stop it. That's well, the there is. There is a very. I mean, what we're talking about here. Yeah. Is home title theft. Yeah. Exactly. 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 But and, there's no way to stop uh, it. It could happen. It could happen. Anytime. Uh, anytime. Just happened to me again i just got an email but there's a giant prophylactic you can put it happened again yeah it's got another house where store. yeah i gotta move today now holy cow the one right here in town God bless you you should try home title lock what's that home title lock they'll 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 protect your home from that invisible gap they will oh yeah but so i don't have to move every no six you don't months? have to move you oh, won't wow. have to lose money or your your home or anything it's great wow but there's probably no way to sign up for it yeah you can sign up right now home title lock Dot com promo code back then you I, say yeah but i want like 30 risk-free days of well you get that oh my gosh what a coincidence what yeah 11th time it won't happen the the 12th time it's home title lock.com oh, promo wait, code back i don't want double lock protection though that's the thing a lot of times these protections are just double lock i want triple lock protection well, th- this is amazing your first 30 days of triple lock title protection is it available right now home title lock.com promo code back Ooh, glad we got that out of the way because we have to do a. I'm now you can, he can relax and we can do the podcast because you don't have to think about moving. Here's a podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right, I want to start. Uh, Stu, describe what you see. These are some old pictures from World War II. This is Paris. Uh, describe what you see. Uh, buildings that have been seemingly marked as if there may be Jewish residents. Right. Um, or uh, Jewish business owners. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Somebody has taken and, and painted the uh, Star of David on these buildings mm. to mark them as Jewish uh, places. But... Um, Gosh, you don't ever see them in color. So we dropped the color in the first batch. Now uh, you can see what these pictures really are in color. This is Paris, not 1939 or 40. This is today. People are going around marking Jewish businesses and Jewish buildings all over Paris. You are living in a house your house you might have woken up to see the jewish star hmm well that would make me feel comfortable we cannot miss the signs any longer 
sometimes the mask slips on the bad guys. And we're seeing this an awful lot. I want to tell you a story about Ahed Tamimi. This curly-haired, blonde, uh, rosy-cheeked, 20-something, she was a Palestinian activist who was jailed for a few months for hitting and abusing Israeli soldiers. Well, this was a photogenic media martyrdom. She immediately became, she's just a loving, peace, Palestinian person. She just wants peace. Turned her into a worldwide freedom fighter slash political prisoner who just wanted peace. Now, some would say that uh, that's, you know, that was the goal of this particular moment where she was slapping down the police officers or the uh, soldiers. Well, she let her mask down just a little bit uh, this week. Uh, She posted on her social media, quote, we will slaughter you. And you will say what Hitler did to you was a joke. We will drink your blood and eat your skull. Come on. We're waiting for you. Ah, the peace, Nick. She's fantastic. Release the doves, everyone. Prepare the peace banquet. Dessert will be Jewish brain sorbet with a little blood coulis. Mmm. Take that, Indiana Jones. So why does the mask slip and why do we ignore it? Well, the mask slips. I'm not sure. Is it arrogance and pride? The sudden inability to contain the glee, the deep seated desire to proclaim the full extent of their true goals for the whole world to hear and be in awe. I think that's what it usually is. Just arrogance and pride. They want to take their masks off. Now, maybe it's the finger of God giving us a hint. Ooh, wow, look, I wonder how that mask slipped a little bit. What was underneath that? You got that, everybody? Do you remember on 9-11, the images of the Palestinians dancing in the streets, passing out candy? The rest of the world was lighting candles. They were passing out candy. For a minute, the world again glimpsed the true face of Arafat's PLO. Now, just before Tamimi... Hamas's Abu Marzouk explained why Gaza's resources had been used to build a network of terror tunnels instead of bomb shelters to protect civilians. Here he is. On TV, he's being asked, you've built 500 kilometers of tunnels, but you haven't built a single bomb shelter. And he goes on to explain that the uh, tunnels are meant to protect the Hamas fighters under the civilians that are up on the surface. Protecting civilians, he says, is the responsibility of the United Nations and Israel, not Hamas. I don't know. I, I mean, you know, that's from the party that has had absolute rule of Gaza since 2006. I don't have the idiot's guide to the laws of war, but I, I'm sure if I did, I would miss that chapter. But it is important to recognize every time the masks slip because this evil is knitted together. They don't necessarily Uh, have everything in common between all of these groups. 
But they do have the destruction of the Western way of life, the traditional family, Jews, Christians. Even more normal is when the mask slips with the then Vice President Biden, who tells how he used blackmail to get a Ukrainian prosecutor off the backs of his son's friends. Or when the mask slips and George Soros explains on 60 Minutes that he topples economies for fun. Or the World Economic Forum lets you know in an ad you'll own nothing and you'll like it. They announce that you're going to be a modern day serf dependent on those who own it all and you better like it. The elites always let you know that, yes, they do think they know better. And the task at hand is to find the most convenient way to make the masses comply. That's important. The elites are always looking for ways to make the masses comply. Well, one way, one model is our new model, China. Many times, of course, the mask was actually never on in the first place. Some are never shy about telling you exactly what they intend. For instance, Hitler published it all in a book. It was in a book for Pete's sake. If you've ever read it, I recommend you do. If you've ever read it, you know exactly that the Germans knew everything that he was going to do. Now, maybe they were reading, they're using their blindfold because he was maskless and they didn't want to see all of those warts. Iran is pretty unambiguous about their highest ideals, death to Israel, death to America. Relatively little room for interpretation there. Even if you believe that jihad means struggle for personal benefit, it might to a few Muslim friends of mine, but I can tell you in Iran, with the leadership, it certainly doesn't. Their latest proxy is the Houthis in Yemen. Their motto, a curse on Jews. That's their motto, a curse on Jews. You know, just for a little spice, a little color. ISIS also never pretended it was anything other than what it was. And in Hamas's case, their charter is out on the Internet for anyone to read who cares to. It's clear about what it thinks the solution to the Palestinian-Arab conflict should be. Genocide. There's not a mask in sight. So the people that are wearing masks, when they slip, we fail to see it. When they're not wearing masks, we're wearing blindfolds, and we refuse to see it. How? Why? From the height of our enlightened intellectual arrogance, we pretend to know better than what the people who are talking to us about what they are going to do. We think we know better. We think we know how they think better than they think themselves. That's how we can pretend that we could have peace with genocidal maniacs, terror groups. If we'd just be willing to sit down and talk things over, you know, tea and crumpets, and we could maybe have those finger sandwiches. Never stopping to ask the other side. Never stopping. Always, always saying, well, wait, your charter says this. 
They're not even they're not even willing to pretend in engaging in the same process. We know better. And if you don't, you better. We know that the heart of all people want the same thing, right? All people, really, they just want to go about their business and raise their kids in peace. We all, given the chance, would choose life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? No, that's not true. We forget the West is unique in history. When we say these were inalienable truths that were self-evident, they were only self-evident because they were first taught for 40 years in the pulpits of America. The value to be placed on an individual human right, an individual and individual freedom, individual choice, that's unique. The thought that the other side may not cherish the same values, may not want what we want, is uncomfortable, frightening, and inconvenient. And because we're protected by oceans between us, we just don't believe that people could think any other way. It means we don't know it all. We don't understand. It means we may not have an easy or convenient solution because reality is messy. And we need to wake up to that. Life is hard, but it's worth it. Wake up, grow up. Grab a good, strong dose of intellectual, spiritual humility. I don't want war. I don't want war against all. But neither should we be so naive to think that what's under the mask, what they tell us in their own words, is somehow less true than what we think should be true or wish should be true. Not all problems have easy solutions. Not everybody wants the thing that we think they should want. Not everybody agrees with us or will agree with us if we could just sit down and talk long enough. Almost 50% of Americans no longer believe in the freedom of political speech. How many Americans would be willing to go door to door to take their neighbor's guns if they were just empowered to? Here in the country, built on justice for all, blind justice, we are willing to turn a blind eye to massive corruption of our legal system. Why? Political reasons. How can we know that everyone wants the same thing on the other side of the planet when we're just learning in very dangerous ways? Many of our own fellow Americans no longer see a place for our own country in the world. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Representative Andy Biggs from Arizona. Uh, we are Israel's ally, but the U.S. cannot send blank checks to Israel or any place else with no oversight. Amen, Andy Biggs. How are you, sir? I'm good, Glenn. Good to be with you. Thank you. So tell me what you're, because you're getting heat, uh, of course. Um, I hope it's not from a bunch of Republicans, except maybe the, the usual. Yeah, probably the usual folks coming after me. But the, the bottom line is they know as well as I do that we don't need to look any further than, say, Ukraine, where literally billions of dollars uh, have just kind of evaporated. We're not sure where. We know Material has ended up in as far away in Central Africa, rebellious states. And so we're broke. U.S. is broke. So everything that we're going to give to Israel is going to be borrowed. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and while we, we have far greater regard for Israel, we view them as a historical ally. Uh, we actually have, uh, you know, this emotional uh, tie to Israel besides economic and technological sure. and, and military. We need to know where the money's going. We need to know it's actually being used appropriately and correctly. Um, and, and that is a critical uh, issue. If we don't do that, um, and then if we don't remove some of these Biden policies, then we're basically undermining and handcuffing Israel at the same time that we're uh, basically borrowing from future generations to support Israel. I mean, I, I saw yesterday our secretary of state say that we have all kinds of, uh, of things, you know, on all of our aid to Iran to make sure that uh, Hamas is not getting any of the money except for milk and bread. And I thought to myself, uh, I'd like to know what that rigorous program is, because I don't believe that. Yeah, and you shouldn't believe that. This is the same guy that told you when they were giving $6 billion back to Iran just a, a few weeks ago, they, they said, this will not be spent on anything other than humanitarian aid. And the very same day, you had the, uh, I don't know whether you call him undersecretary, the, but basically the vice, vice premier of uh, Iran says, no, we'll use it any way we want to. Correct. And the bank holding it was Qatar, which we know is in bed with the Muslim Brotherhood and Hamas. So exactly. I mean, come on. No, no. I mean, and and it's true. And and so so I I believe that that six billion dollars being released actually was a catalyst for Hamas, because now they knew that they had uh, further economic support. And then what what, uh, in 2021? Don't forget this. um, Biden gave. $235 $235 million to the Palestinians for ostensibly humanitarian efforts, and then he's promised another $100 million for humanitarian relief. The problem is that money is fungible, and it's going to go yeah. right in to Hamas. Uh, <sighs> and, and so we basically are funding Israel on one side and funding enemies of Israel on the other, whether it's going through to Hezbollah yeah. uh, or Hamas. Well, we were kind of doing that in World War II. We might be fighting Germany, but we allowed companies like IBM uh, and Coca-Cola to just keep doing business over there. And that really helped them a great deal. This time, it's our government. One hand is helping. One hand is slapping down. It makes no sense. Um, the, the bill that the, the new speaker has put together, uh, I think, is fantastic. Um, if $14 billion to Israel does not include any aid to uh, Ukraine, it's got to be separate. Uh, and it cuts some of the fun. It takes the, what is it, $14 billion from the IRS and their slush fund, which they have not put to use yet. So it takes that away. And then with your amendment says we have to track every dime of it. This is something that I think Republicans should be universally happy with yeah i think so you would you would think so but uh never forget glenn that uh, uh I, I carry a certain amount of ba- baggage with me within my own party so i yeah, always I remember that i always remember that but the, but the bottom line is i think as from a policy point of view my colleagues um the vast majority of them will support this and i i hope to see that amendment uh come come forward uh in the in the process that we're engaged in today good uh how can we help just get the word out. That's that's it. The word word's got to be out, and people need to know that 
uh, and let their congressmen or women know that uh, this is where we need to be. Okay. Thank you very much, Andy. I appreciate it. I Thanks. think we actually may have gotten a big win uh, for as much as I uh, said to the Republicans, have a plan. Uh, I think we, by the skin of our teeth, may have gotten a win in the speaker appointment because it, it seems to be going well, at least what he's proposing that I know of. Let's see if he can pull it together now. Yeah. I mean, and this, if you want to be optimistic and uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see, I mean, the same types of spending proposals are right around the corner, right? So yeah. we're going to have to see how that goes. But I have no problem with sending the money to Israel. Look, I, I'm pro-Israel. I'm not pro-war, U.S. war. Um, and I'm not blind. It's not like Israel, hey, Israel, do whatever you want with our treasure. No, I want to know exactly where every dime goes. That's the only responsible thing to do. Uh, and I think having you know people watching our money, no matter where it is going, is so essential, especially on this administration. Um, but it should be for every administration. And, you know, we're broke. Okay, what do you want? What do you want? Do you want the IRS? Or do you want, and by the way, don't believe this thing that it was for the uber rich. They came out after it passed and said, most of it is targeting now people that are not wealthy. So don't buy into that lie. And they have the money sitting there. It's not being used yet. So take that $14 billion off of that that we've already borrowed and send it to Israel. No more. No more. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Well, Blaze Media was stupid for letting Ari Scary ever walk through the uh, the door on his way out. He is at the Federalist now, a DC columnist, and uh, on the program to talk to us about his article on Joe Biden not managing or confronting, but being the problem. Eddie, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. You bet. So I read this, and I, if you can, just take people through it. I think it would be better than me reading it. Yeah, I mean, this is something that I've, I've written on before, and it just irritates me to no end <laughs> anytime I see it. Um, just reading through the reports, and in particular, I was reading a New York Times op-ed the other day that just that, that, that spoke of, uh, look at what Joe Biden is confronting, the things he's struggling with. He's got two hot wars on his hands. And then, of course, he's trying to steer us through inflation and, and keep the economy <laughs> on track. These are all problems that started with Joe Biden. I don't remember any of this happening with the previous administration. And yet it's as if it's always phrased in news reports, in op-eds, on cable news, as if these are things that have happened to him, as if he's a victim of circumstance. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, when it comes to hyperinflation, I, I use one quote from The New York Times that referred to it as a glaring liability that looms for Joe Biden. Uh, oil, uh, gas prices, Biden, quote, Biden's frustration with soaring prices. I mean, these are all things that he has had a hand, if, if not outright instigating, cre certainly creating an environment that anybody could have predicted these things happening. Oh, wait, on on inflation, absolutely been shoveling coal into the furnace on gas prices. He's the guy. We had a surplus before he got in. He's absolutely the guy. When I heard, I played a clip from, uh, uh, who was it, our Secretary of State 
uh, just, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, saying, you know, uh, I haven't had to spend any time at all on the Middle East. It's been the quietest and best it's been uh, for anybody in my position for decades. Well, yeah, that's because Trump had that all contained and then you started sending money over to Iran, and now look what we have. I mean, it's crazy. Exactly, and a story that actually I was just looking at just this morning in Axios was talking about this, um, how, how child care, it says uh, parents' average child care payment is up 32% from 2019. Why am I, uh, and then it says the price surge outpaced overall inflation. Okay, I remember that the Inflation Reduction Act as what would it, it had about $24 billion in federal aid for, for daycare centers and preschools. Okay, just as you said, when you're dumping money on these things and then it runs out, which it did, the price surge that, that anybody could have seen coming, that, that, then it's suddenly, oh, well, this undermines the White House's efforts to, to combat the economy. No, they, this is their fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eddie, are people waking up to this? Uh, I mean, I, I was actually just talking about this with my colleagues this morning. Uh, this guy has uh, everything he has touched has been ruined. Um, we had actual relative peace. You had you had Israel that had some engagement with the Arab world under Trump. Uh, we, we did not have the issue with with the gas prices. We were energy independent. We didn't have the inflation troubles. It's, it's amazing that it's even up for debate. That, that, that this man would be reelected. It's, it's truly amazing. Um, so, but I mean, you know, anything can happen. It is America. <laughs> so where we headed on, I mean, cause the Ukrainian stuff, and I, I know you have been, you know, you've got a, you had a great article out on um, proof and smoking gun of bribery. Uh, it has to be there or it's not a scandal at all. I've got to have apps. I have to have his fingerprints and pictures and his son to testify that, yes, he was doing something before it's even worth looking at um, all of this stuff that happened in Ukraine being swept under the table. I don't know if it's going to actually ever do anything. And here we are sending all of this money to the same people in Time magazine this week. They're saying, yeah, the you know, you're sending all these billions of dollars over and everybody is on the is on the take over in Ukraine. I mean, where are we headed? I mean, right. And, and, and yet you, we talk about Ukraine as if it's been this precious democracy, not even an ally, definitely not a democracy. I, I, I love how it's been portrayed that way. I mean, whatever you think about um, Ukraine, whether it's the, the, the continued billions and billions of dollars is necessary to, to combat Russia, whatever you think of that. That country is not a democracy. It, it is not even really an ally. Hasn't been forever. And, and yet we're supposed to put our, put our necks on the line, um, give, give money to them as if this, it's this sweet, innocent little country. Um, no, you look back into the very recent, the very recent past. Uh, Zelensky was shutting down, shutting down media, shutting down TV stations. He's now suspended elections. Uh, he's basically shut down all political opposition. But that's the democracy that we're, we're doing this in the name of mm. democracy. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Eddie, there was a time where I feel like this stuff would work with the mainstream media, where they would be able to just kind of frame these things in a particular way and the American people would have no real other source of information. Is there a chance of pushing back against this? I mean, is there enough of an alternative media now to uh, to correct these misconceptions? 
I think so. I mean, I think most people, especially within the last, like, I'd say six or seven years, um, they, they can turn on CNN or turn on MSNBC or read the New York Times, and, and, and they're being told the exact opposite of not only something they may have looked up or something they've happened to come across already, it's what they're experiencing in their own lives. You read the New York Times or read, watch uh, MSNBC, and it's, the, the, the economy is banging. It is absolutely working for everybody. How, like, how is for- he doing it? And it's like you go to you just realize you had to take out a second mortgage to even go to the grocery store. I think you know what what the media is doing. They're 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 just just getting getting shredding every last bit of their credibility. Not even just by blatantly uh, contradicting information that you can easily look up on your own, but by telling people that what they what they are experiencing day in and day out is actually not the truth. I mean, I think for anyone to still be waking up to this, you really have to. It really takes an exercise in self-delusion. <laughs> so, so help me out with this, uh, Eddie. That we, we're deploying 300 more troops to the Middle East. I think we sent 900 last week. There have been 28 attacks on U.S. forces by uh, drones. Now, 28 attacks in the Middle East. Um, I think it's only going to get worse. Are what are we headed for in the Middle East? Do you think? That's a good question. I think that um, this is a, a more uh, complicated, or I guess this should be treated more seriously and gravely than I think that um, the White House and the Senate are, are, are tr- trying to lead people. This is just a matter of, oh, no, just, just dump more money on, onto Israel because that's our ally. I mean, I take for granted it's our ally and they deserve our support, but we have, we have been supporting Israel for, for decades Long time, now. Yeah. For decades. And I mean, I'd like to see them. I'd like to believe they put that money to good use over these years. And I'm sure it did have its uses. And yet what happened uh, back earlier in October still happened. Tragedy. Um, But how, how, how committed are we to this exactly? We're already dealing with what's going on with Ukraine. We're already looking at what's going to happen with Taiwan. I mean, something is going to have to give. And I, uh, you know, I asked Stu earlier, and maybe you know the answer to this. If Turkey is who has come out against uh, Israel. If Turkey gets into a real bad fight with Israel and Israel responds and Turkey is hit, Turkey is a NATO ally. Are we supposed to defend Turkey by going to war against Israel? What the hell? I mean, this is such a mess. Such right, a mess. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that that's why when you have... Uh, I was just reading a story about, you know, I think that Mike Johnson was actually very smart to say, okay, we'll do the, we'll do the Israel aid. But again, something is going to have to give in this case, let's, we're going to have to take some of that is some of that IRS money that you're trying to pump into the agency. Uh, and, 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 and then we'll talk. And yet you have the white house, you have the Senate, both Republicans and Democrats in the Senate saying, no, 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 we have to do this right now. No, no, no. I think that Mike Johnson's on the right track. We need to buy a little bit of time and talk about this for the reasons you're, you just stated. Exactly right. And, um, the uh, the other thing is Andy Biggs. I just talked to him, and he's trying to get you know the watchdog agencies on it. So any money that goes over to any place, but Israel included, we should know where that money is going. It shouldn't just be a big check that we hand over to people. We've got to start tracking the money and knowing where it's being spent and what's what it what is being done with it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I actually just I was speaking it was um, just this past summer with a friend of mine who's in the FBI and he was 
he was sent over to, to, to be in Israel in Tel Aviv for a number of years, I think at least five. And he told me that he said that completely radicalized me. He was like dealing with their government. He says they just straight up demand things. They say, well, this is what we need from the U.S. This is what we're going to get in order for us to actually continue our relationship. He said the entitlement that goes on there is just insane. Mm. And it is because we just we just hand out money, fists of money, and, and, and no one's supposed to say anything and, about it. No one's supposed to check. And quite honestly, except for the last president that I know of, we're the only one that ever says that to you. You know what? You want our money? This is what you're going to have to do. You do this. And if you're not doing that, then no. No, you're not getting the money. Um, uh, last, uh, last question. How do you feel about, uh, our new speaker? I, I strangely feel like maybe he's going to be like good for, you know, small government constitutionalist. Am I lying to myself, Eddie? <laughs> no, it's funny. I just asked my, my colleague at the Federalist. I said, is Mike Johnson the most uh, nondescript person? No one's ever even heard of him. Is he about to become a right wing hero? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just based on this, just based on this package that he that he said, because you know, to to give you a sense of how uh, remarkable it was, the deal he's trying to cut or the deal he's proposing with for Israel aid and and and, and putting it as a standalone a standalone item. There was a, a piece in the New York Times uh, just this morning just saying how how deeply unserious he is because all of this money, all of it to Ukraine. Uh, everything for Israel and the IRS, all of that should go together. There should be no discussion about it whatsoever. That just tells you how unserious he is. No, <laughs> that tells you he is on the right track, and yes. I like what I see so far. Yeah, um, me too. Me too. I, uh, it, would be, it would be, I mean, he could clearly become a massive hero overnight if, if he decides to put through the legislation that everybody in the country has been screaming for on the right uh and stands stands by it it the key will be can he get the republicans to vote like democrats in other words can he get all of them on board and just say right. we're going this way guys let's go that'll be right, the key. exactly yeah exactly and if you have to clog it up clog it up that's fine with me <laughs> fine with me too eddie thank you so much god bless Thanks, Glenn. You bet. Eddie Scary. he is uh, from The Federalist. He is their D.C. columnist and author of the book Liberal Misery. Na, 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 na. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.